Welcome to the Wisdom Catchers podcast, where our goal is for you to grow in wisdom as you apply the truth of God's word and glean from the experiences of others. We hope that these next few minutes will help you develop as a Christ follower so that you can help others apply God's truth to their lives. Let's jump in to the word of wisdom today. Welcome back again to Wisdom Catchers podcast. Today we continue on with Vaughn and Terry Deloy, who are passionate about finances, and they do a lot of work in coaching using some of the Financial Peace University tools. Today we're going to be talking about budgeting, and I know that's the uh, the B word that not everybody likes. <laughs> but Vaughn, I thought you just had a very amazing way of putting this. Could you tell us what term you use instead of budget? Yeah, so we don't call it budgeting because, you know, it's very constricting. It's like put you in a tight jacket. So actually, whenever we do our meeting, we call it the freedom planning. Talk, talk to me about that. Like, how, how is this constricting thing actually a freedom plan? So, you know, like if you make your, your budget every single month, I feel like it just gives us freedom to be more generous because every, every, every um, bill has a name already and there's no surprises. And it allows us to put more into generosity, into gifts, and into um, paying up our house, which is pretty much, you know, our main goal is to pay up our house soon. And uh, that will give us freedom to be, uh, to live life, to be extremely generous and to be more, uh, you're just going to earn more time in your hands if you don't have any bills. It's just, with the planning and the budgeting, it just allows us to give us freedom. It's interesting that you use that word freedom over and over again. And uh, until we talked earlier, I, I was not seeing this as like a, a freedom plan. And I was talking to one of my kids about budgeting and they were saying, you know, we, we get to choose where our money goes rather than the money just going. And when they look at me and say, Dad, I know this isn't how you would spend your money, but it's in our budget, and this is where we have chosen to spend our money. And how can a dad argue with that? Terry, uh, what, are, what are some of your thoughts on this freedom plan? I think you just need to be intentional, just have an intentional thought where you should put your money um, I like to listen to podcasts. It's one of my favorite things to do. And there's a great podcaster uh, named Paula Pant. And she says that you can afford anything, but you can't afford everything. And I think that's really key. So for us, we sat down with our first budget and it was a little bit challenging because we really didn't know where we were spending the money initially. And then when we started to map it out and we connected it to our bank accounts, we saw, whoa, we're spending a lot of money on eating out. And for us, I know health is extremely important as well as generosity, but health is really up there for us. And we started to align our budget to more match the values of what we believe in. So health now is a bigger line item in our budget than the eating out or restaurants category. And we, you know, purposefully spend money you know, on good food, so our grocery budget is high, we spend it on supplements and more health-related things, but then our restaurants have come down, and I just think that helped us align with our values better. But, you know, before, we, we really didn't know how much money we were spending on eating out. It just kind of, you know, 
20 bucks here, 20 bucks there, it, it adds up at the end of the month. And I think that's where you need to really be intentional. Um, one of my favorite motivational speakers is Zig Ziglar. And he says, if you aim at nothing, you will hit it every time. So if you don't have that piece in your budget that, you know, by the third week, we're like, oh, we're getting close on that restaurant budget. I guess we're going to be eating at home for the next week until the no- the month flips over for us. And we consciously make that decision or we really look at the rest of the budget of what we have left and then we adjust if we say oh but this is really special we really do want to go out to eat for whatever reason maybe it's a work function so we just adjust it from somewhere else and it's really it's great to have that margin the other thing about freedom too is I think people think the b word the budgeting word is so restrictive but we give each other some fun money to play with. So if Vaughn wants to go out to eat more than what's in the restaurant budget, he has that extra money that he has in his pocket that he can go out and, you know, you know, grab a pizza with people or whatever. Whereas me, I might spend it on makeup, where, which he obviously is not going to walk into Ulta and get some makeup. So it's just, you know, it gives us more of a freedom that we have some pocket pocket cash and we can go in and spend and blow if we want to. You know, some months I have 20 bucks left over, 40 bucks left over, and then I have extra that month. And I can actually go out, you know, to dinner with a group of friends at that point. Or, you know, it just gives us that freedom, like Vaughn says, to spend the money how and we want no to guilt, spend it. You know? Yeah, there's I, I think that's something that's really important is because uh, with with spending sometimes some people have absolutely no guilt spending money, but some people are the other side. I would probably be the one on the other side, like just spend no money and there's no freedom in that either. But if there is that uh, you you're intentional, I like that word intentional, because if you're intentional about it then you're deciding as opposed to the money deciding and, and the money just leaves. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's like you're, you're telling the money where to go instead of the money telling you this is what you need to do. You know? And uh, sometimes this is why we do it. It's like you know, we, we want to be wise and be um, a great steward for God's money. Because I just, through experience, through reading and through research, I just find that... Um, if you don't manage your money well, that's when it's gonna. Sometimes money's gonna force you to do stuff that um, it's against your your um, character. It just it allows you to like you know like you might do something that's might be illegal because you know you're or stupid stra- stupid you know because you're you're strapping cash you know it's just you get desperate so you know it's it's it's. It's planning and um, being a good steward of the money and uh, just following what God says and, you know, what he, just following his principles. And it just makes you, gives you a wiser um, way to handle money. And, and you know, scripture says, um, New King James Version says, there is desirable treasure and oil in the dwelling of the wise, but a foolish man squanders it. But the New Living Bible actually breaks it down even more clearer. It says the wise, wise man saves for the future, but the foolish man spends whatever he gets. So, you know, you think about how many times do we hear the stories? Well, I only walked into Target or Walmart to get like four things. And the next thing you know, you walk out spending a hundred bucks because you've wandered around this huge store and you're like, oh, yeah, I could use that. Oh, I could use that. 
you know, if, if you go in with a plan and you're like, okay, my home budget is only this and I'm only there to get these four things, you know, you come, you go in, you get them and you, you exit quickly. So Terry, it's not just about the intentionality of telling our money where we want it to go. Uh, in a conversation earlier, we were talking about the, um, how it's, it's not how much money we make, but it's how we use the money that we make and whether that's in relation to, to debt or to budgeting. Just talk a little bit about a person who makes less money and how they might actually be more effective uh, in, their, in their life and in their finances than somebody who makes a lot more money, but is just, they don't know where the money goes. They don't know, uh, they're not intentional with it. Absolutely. So, you know, a person that makes $150,000 a year and you would look around and I know Vaughn at one point in his life, he was like, those people are rich, but then they spend 160. So they actually are, you know, in, in the red by 10 grand every year. And where is that extra money going? It's going on debt and it's probably compounding at high interest rates. Whereas you have a person that's making $50,000, but they're living below their means and they're able to make their budget work and only spend 45, then that extra five grand is now going to either fund their dreams, which might be paying for their kids' college, or maybe it's taking an exciting trip as a family, um, getting their house paid off, just putting extra money in investments, whatever it is. But because they're being more intentional with their money, then they're able to see surplus coming at them. And um, I think that once God sees that you have planned your steps, that he's more able to bless the family and make stretch, make things stretch in ways that almost seem miraculous. Um, you know, we, we talk a lot, Vaughn and I talk a lot about, you know, plowing our fields and being that good serve servant and steward of money for God. Uh, One of my favorite movies is uh, Facing the Giants, which is a Christian film. If you haven't seen it, it's really amazing. And in it, Coach Taylor, it's a football movie. So the coach talks about preparing for rain. Um, He's, you know, making sure that every moving part is ready and prepared to receive God's blessing. So if you allow God to bless you, you're being prepared. Um, budgeting just kind of puts the seeds in the ground and sets you up for success because you've worked hard by, you know, doing the planning part. Yeah. I, I, that's like, I, I really like that saying too, because I've always believed that, you know, you work uh, like everything depends on you, but you pray like everything depends on God. You budget, you set everything down and you do everything that you need in your power to be able to win, and then you wait for rain, and God will be there. Amen. God will be there. Amen. I I like even these uh, impossible budgets or freedom plans, as you say. When you sit down and you put it all down on paper, and it doesn't work out on paper. Um, I remember as a as a youth pastor, and and we were just hand to mouth. It was there was nothing to budget, and I we put it down on paper. It didn't make sense. We looked at it and said, God, unless you show up, we're going to be on the street. And, and he did. And, and the, the numbers did not make sense every month, but we entrusted it to him. And he does a job that we can't even imagine how he does it, but he does it. And it's just, it's good to live under the blessing of the Lord, to have it all blessed rather than trying to take 
uh, what we have and make us stretch it. Uh, as we close out today, what, um, what would you say? I mean, you already mentioned a couple of things that are just kind of helpful that you apply to maybe stretch your budget or um, some easy low-hanging fruit that we might be able to apply. Oh, <laughs> so for me, um, usually um, we make coffee at home. So every morning I wake up and I make the coffee for my wife. We don't go to Starbucks. You're such a good husband. <laughs> that is my daily routine. I make her coffee and uh, I make her eggs. So we don't spend uh, breakfast or, you know, like coffee. We make it at home. And the other thing is uh, make prepping, meal prepping. Instead of going to work and buying like chipotle every day like some people you know um you could just make your meal and you can make it healthier and less salt and less sugar and uh it's better it's more filling and it lasts uh, your body will burn it better so you know just doing the the math quickly if you have two people uh, in a household and each of you are spending ten dollars a day for lunch um that's over six thousand dollars that you're uh, doing in a year and so when you put it out like that, what would you want to do with $6,000? And that's simply by um, putting, you know, sandwich together or, or grabbing a bowl of soup or last night's leftovers and putting in the microwave at work. It's a, it, it takes a few minutes longer, but $6,000 is, is a good chunk of money. I think for me, it was turning off all the notifications that could possibly be marketing messages towards you. So... You know, we're bombarded by marketing plans to separate with your money. So I had to get rid of all the Bath and Body Works and the Ulta messages. And even eBay will send me stuff every once in a while. And I purposefully went through all my emails and got rid of unsubscribe, unsubscribe, because it's interesting. I'm sure everyone knows the phenomenon. You start looking for, like, just say a stand up paddleboard, because that's what I just recently purchased. And I can't tell you how many Amazon ads came up as I was searching, oh, tried this one. Oh, look at this one. So many different options now that I didn't even know were out there of paddle boards, even though I was pretty much making my mind up. I just was, you know, waiting um, for a certain point in my budget to actually pull the trigger. But I, I think that's, you know, don't window shop. Um, and, and online shopping is the new window shopping. I mean, Vaughn talks about how in the Philippines, you know, they would just go to the mall, right? That was number one pastime. It's like you go into the, the mall to get cooled up and you just window shop, looking at stuff you can't afford and you go home. It's pretty sad. <laughs> but now like the, you know, there's a lot of malls closing, which is, you know, sad to see, but we are now spending the money from home and that's our window shopping at home is our Amazon or, um, you know, whatever offer up or, oh, yep. And I got one more, uh, one more tip for um, like, you know, saving money. YouTube University. You could watch anything you want. I learned how to cook chicken piccata. <laughs> it's pretty good. You know, like there's a lot of recipes out there and you could actually, when you cook at home, you could make, get the better ingredients and it tastes better and it's less salt. It's actually pretty interesting because last year with COVID, all the restaurants was closed. So I was cooking a lot at home and actually got pretty good at it. And the first time we went to the restaurant, I was highly disappointed because it was salty. It was really salty. See, I, I don't believe you, Vaughn. I think you're going to have to uh, show me uh, this chicken piccata that you speak of just to make sure that you're not pulling my leg here. 
Uh, guys, this has been so good. Thank you for uh, investing in us because just like I don't believe in spending time, I believe in investing time. It goes for our money, it goes for our resources, that we live a life where God has entrusted us with things to invest. And I think one of the things for me just over, over time and as I look at finances and so forth, that is I've found helpful in this freedom plan or budgeting, if you call it, is delayed gratification. And so if there's something in my life that I want, you mentioned a paddleboard, if there's something that I want rather than just going and getting it today, if I can string that along for a while, because I don't know about you, but sometimes the anticipation of something is as great as actually getting it. And so if I can make that anticipation last a little bit longer, then what it does is it takes my next purchase or my next acquisition, whatever it is, and it stretches that out over a longer period of time. And I, I find it personally, I'm just more satisfied in that. And a lot of times, too, if you do have that waiting period, what was so important to you in the month of June might not be as important in the month of August. You might say to yourself, well, the summer's almost over. I really don't need that paddleboard. Um, then, you know, maybe you've now saved that money and you've moved on to something else that you more intentionally want to spend your money on. And, and then you capitalize on the person that did get it in June and pay top dollar. And then it's on offer up in August and you pay pennies on the dollar. And you know what? Next year's coming. So guys, uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We're going to have so much fun on the subsequent podcast as we look into your financial freedom. We hope you've enjoyed today's Wisdom Catcher episode. Wisdom Catchers is a ministry of Coastlands Community Church in Chesapeake, Virginia. If you would like to contact us or support the ministry financially, please visit our website at coastlands-church.org for more information. Until next time, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit.